The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 5th, and I am riding solo. I'm your host, Mike Patra, and I'm here to break down this this nice nine-game card that we have. But, uh, you know, as always, before we jump into tonight's slate, we're going to talk a little bit, uh, or I'm sorry, yep, tonight's slate, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the previous slate, which, you know, Coach rode solo on, you know, big shout out to him, pretty much, uh, you know, Spoke for me on a lot of these calls that he made, and, and they're looking pretty well. Uh, Giannis is out here, did his thing. We saw Chris Middleton had a pretty solid game over there. And uh, the unsurprising thing that, you know, a lot of people, you know, I was actually waiting on, but, uh, of course, it didn't work out too well for me tonight, is uh, Dame coming a little bit back down to earth. And that's just, you know, they're halfway through that game right now. Nuggets are just smoking the Blazers, almost doubling their score entirely. So, and that, uh, and then we have that Laker game, which is just getting underway. So I'm, you know, recording this the night before. So I'm recording this Tuesday night right now. It's about 10, 18 Eastern Standard Time. So we're not going to have all the lines, maybe not all the news, but... But uh, we always talk about the three-step process, and this is step number one. Let's start, you know, kind of getting a nice, decent shell of our lineups, a nice landscape of what's going on for the slate in general. And then we adjust for the news and, uh, you know, kind of mix and match and build our lineups throughout the day. So, uh, you know, before we just jump into this big card, I just want to say, uh, you know, big shout out to our presenting sponsors, uh, mybookie.ag. Uh, we, you know, we pump these guys all the time. The Super Bowl's done and over with. I know. I hope. I hope you guys had a chance to use that promo code uh, today. Uh, if you didn't, don't worry. You can still use it. You can get up to that fifty percent deposit match up to two thousand dollars. So if you deposit two thousand, they'll give you a free grand to play with. And you know, now you can just focus on this basketball season. Baseball season's right around the corner. Maybe that's your thing. Uh, we'll dabble a little bit now. We you could go over there, listen to the hoop ball gaming guys, check out all their articles, everything that they got going on. They're absolutely crushing it, winning people tons of money. They're showing just insane growth. So obviously that just speaks for itself and how well they're doing. So you check them out. Use promo code today over there at mybookie.ag and uh, you know do do some do some nice little wagers, guys. I mean let's let's be real. If you're listening to this podcast, something about you likes to gamble. Uh, so check them out. You'll be, you'll be satisfied. Quick payouts, everything about them. Fantastic. And of course, I always got to give a shout out to my guys over at Hawaiian Isles Coda Coffee. Only thing that our hosts, other than Miles, we're still trying to get them on the coffee, but it's not because it's Hawaiian Isles' fault. It's just he's scared of coffee. So I'm going to keep taking little jabs at him until he decides to give it a try. Cause I know once he tries Hawaiian Isles, he will be hooked. Uh, it's basically the only thing I've been drinking for the past year and a half. So go check them out. out. Uh, over at hawaiianisles.com, or you can just go on Amazon, search Hawaiian Isles, Kahuna Coffee, and you can find it pretty easily. Uh, and you can get the drone to drop it off, mailman, kick it over to the doorstep. Either way, it shows up the fancy gold clip. All right. Well, all that being said, we have nine games to get to, so we're going to jump right into this. Like I said, uh, most of the news is available as of right now. You know, there's always going to be the little bit of injuries that break here and there. Uh, and we do not have a lot of the lines. So let's just jump into this, though. We have the Pistons uh, going against Phoenix. This game's going to be t- place, taking place in Detroit. Uh, Phoenix Suns right now coming in with a few injuries that we have to be a little bit concerned with. 
Uh, overall, not too many. Aaron Baines, Ty Jerome, Cam Johnson, Tyler Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, and Dario Sarge all out. So we should continue to see them play that small ball lineup. And then over there on the Detroit side, uh, Bruce Brown is going to be available. Uh, Blake Kennard both still out. We have Markeith Morris being considered questionable. And then we have... Uh, Svi and Derek Rose both out. So that's going to create some a little bit of uh, extra minutes for some of the point guards and wings over there as well. So we'll start with the away team. Phoenix, uh, you know, I was all over all over my buddy DeAndre Ayton in this one going against, uh, you know, the, the Nets in that last game. So center against the Nets, absolutely smashed. Uh, 57 DK points. And be frank, I don't, I don't mind him going against Drummond either. I think he's still a fair price tag at 8,300. I, I think that you know, with them being uh, down a couple centers, down Sarge, they're going to have to rely on him to play some decent minutes. And he's grooving right now. He's pretty much when he's getting the minutes outside of a couple tough matchups, he's getting the shot attempts. The usage is there for him. And the, you know, I don't mind paying that 8,300 price tag. If we're looking at basically a 40, 43.4, it's not going to be my top center option. I think we have a better point per dollar guy. That we'll get to in a little while, but he's definitely going to be in play for me. And then I think we have to consider looking at guys like Bridges and some of these guys that we know they're going to see that extra small ball. Uh, you know, Bridges isn't the best point per minute guy that we could look at, uh, but you know, just knowing that he's going to get, he could rack up the steals. He's a D and three type guy. It's there for him. So 5K elevated price tag, not my favorite play, but again, I'm going to keep in my player pool. Uh, Booker 8300 is more than a fair price tag. He's coming off of a down uh, a down game, a point per dollar or just a positionless standpoint. I do prefer him over Aiton, and simply because of uh, shooting guard depth on the slate in compared to center depth. I think that we could you know get other exposure. This isn't a game I want to overload on. It's not like you know Detroit or Phoenix. Either one of them plays at like uh, you know one of the highest paces right now. So. I don't. I don't think I need to necessarily target this game uh, or get overexposure. I think Booker's price tag's fair. I think Aiton's price tag's fair. Uh, Bridges is is just fair because he's probably going to go a little under owned, just knowing it's a nine game slate and the elevated price tag. More of a tournament play for Bridges. I wouldn't really trust him in cash game with the elevated price tag. But that's probably where we're going to limit it. I don't necessarily think I need to go to Ubre in this game. I don't mind him, um, but I'm mostly shooting for the upside, and I think I'm going to get that from either Booker or Aiton. Uh, sliding over to the other side of the ball, you got to be careful with some of this. So Drummond, fantastic price tag, solid matchup. I don't mind him going against Aiden. I just get a little nervous when I'm talking about guys around the trade deadline. Uh, you know, it's Thursday, so we're going to see some bodies getting moved. And, you know, this is where you start to see late scratches all of a sudden, right before the tip-off, they decide that they're trading the guy. And once a guy's name's getting surfaced in rumors, you know, nobody wants to take the chance of them getting hurt the day before the trade deadline, and then all of a sudden it's impossible to move them. So... I'm not necessarily scared off Drummond. We're lucky this is a 7 o'clock game, so it's the first one, so we should have the news. So he's definitely in play. Uh, will I get a ton of exposure to him? Probably not. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go with a nice little fair and balanced approach on this night overall, and there's some other exposure I want to get on this team in general. Uh, you know, I'm going to be looking at guys like I think Reggie Jackson is probably going to be my top play on this um, on this team. It's just 4900 is a fantastic price tag. He's coming over off of one of his worst shooting performances um, of the season. Shot one for 16, <clears throat> but I'm encouraged by the shot attempts. 16, 18, 12, and 14 over the past four games. The usage is there. Derrick Rose has rolled out. He only played 24 minutes. He was questionable coming into that game, so I would expect that, you know, him being off the injury report. You kind of see those minutes ramped up, probably, you know, more or less towards that 30 to 34-minute mark, uh, and this is just a solid matchup. Rubio's solid defensively, don't get me wrong. 
But, uh, you know, 4900 is more than fair price tag. And Bruce Brown's the same price. If you want to take a look at him, I expect both these guys to get solid minutes, especially with V out. So either one of those guys, uh, I don't mind looking at. I just kind of prefer to go with Reggie Jackson because of the usage. So it's just going to be mostly, uh, you know, Jackson, Drummond would be my tier one options. And then I'd say Bruce Brown, tier two. And if you want to take a tournament flyer on somebody, Christian Wood's always that guy for me at 4,700. He just gets it done in limited minutes regardless. And then Drummond didn't foul trouble or anything like that. Just gives him a small little boost. All right, moving on. 7.30 game. Uh, we have Indiana traveling to Toronto. So Pacers going against the Raptors. Uh, as far as injury news in this one, nothing really except for the Pacers, except for TJ Warren still dealing with that concussion. So he's not going to be available. And then Marcus Saul is going to be out uh, for the Raptors. And then Rondé Hollis Jefferson questionable. And Norman Powell still dealing uh, with that hand injury or finger fracture. So he's going to be out for foreseeable future. So. Uh, you know, decent injuries, not much on, you know, Indiana's finally getting healthy. You know, we're going to see uh, Oladipo's minutes get a little bit bumped up. He said close to 28 minutes now. Uh, he's going to be capped at, you know, that's a fair price tag. 5300 for Oladipo. No, he's going to be playing 28 minutes. It's something that's enticing. Uh, you know, maybe not in this matchup, but something to keep an eye on going forward. Once we start to see it get a little bit juicier of a matchup and that ceiling's getting raised, uh, that's when we want to hit that sweet spot. You always hear me talk about that sweet spot. I talked about it with Conley the other day, and we were able to take advantage of it. So I think this is another time that we might be able to jump on it. Um, I would say limit him probably for tournaments just because of the matchup, but, you know, give it that next game or two, and we'll be able to jump all over him. Uh, other than that, you know, I'm not really going to be looking at Sabonis in this matchup. 9,200. I do like this game in general. I expect it to be competitive. I, I, you know, I like taking advantage of those competitive games. But um, I'm mostly going to be looking at the backcourt, I think, uh, for Indiana. It's going to be Brogdon. It's maybe a couple shares of a guy like Oladipo. Uh, and then Jeremy Lamb should should continue to see decent minutes with uh, TJ Warren's sideline. Kind of everybody bumping up a little bit. Uh, but that's it for me. I'm not, I'm not going overboard here. Toronto's defense has been spectacular. Uh, Jeremy Lamb and uh, Oladipo probably just tournament plays, and then Brogdon, I think, you can get away with them in both cash and tournament. And uh, sliding over to the Toronto side of the ball, Siakam, price tag is just a little too cheap for me on DK. 7,800, I don't mind taking shots of that. You're looking at his minutes in the last one. He only played 28. It's because it was a blowout. Uh, they smoked Chicago by 27 points, so... I'm not really worried about the minutes total or anything like that. You know, this game, I expect, like I said, to be a little bit more competitive. They're going to have to continue to play big, especially with Gasol out. So I, I would expect some pretty sizable minutes from both Siakam and Ibaka in this game to kind of go against that Turner-Sabonis uh, combination. And, I mean, this this Toronto team as a whole is a little bit underpriced. So, uh, you know, look at all of these guys, Siakam, Van Vliet, Lowry, um, Ibaka, all of them under, uh, you know, Three of them, I'm sorry. Van Vliet, Lowry, and Ibaka under 7K on DK. And then Siakam still a little underpriced. He's a guy that should be around that eighty-two to $8,300, and he's 78. So all these guys I, you know, I think are in play. If I had to pick my top options, it would probably be Siakam. Uh, and then I'll look at Van Vliet. And then, you know, if you want to look at Terrence Davis, uh, I don't mind him playing big minutes, 28. He's not going to shoot 12 for 15 again. Listen. Fantastic game. We were all over him. I got to give credit to uh, Miles and Andy. They they pegged down that Saturday night slate. They they pegged them as one of their top value plays, and they hit it right in the notes. He crushed it. Um, still in play? Yes. 4,200. I still think there's some juice left on the bone. Uh, but I'm not going to be as uh, as invested as I was on that. It was a little bit of a shorter card. 
um, where we were able to, you know, he was he was kind of lock at chalk. Uh, nine games, we could probably drift away from it, especially knowing that a lot of people would probably be game log watching and jumping to it. So not going to cross him out of the player pool, just telling you guys uh, or, you know, suggesting maybe. What I'm going to do is my approach is I'm going to proceed with caution and maybe, you know, take take a look in tournaments at some other value options in certain spots. All right, we'll go on to uh, the next 7.30 game. We have Golden State Warriors traveling to Brooklyn to take out the Nets. D'Angelo Russell going against uh, his former team. Uh, he's also being you know, surfaced in a bunch of trade rumors. So he's another guy I'm going to be keeping my eye on. This game starts a little bit later than the, uh, than the first one, but... Uh, you know he's bound to be traded at this point it seems, and you know same thing could be said for Drummond. He's another guy that a lot of people are thinking to be on the move. So they're guys that uh, you know I might <clears throat> temper some of my ownership in, or at least have a very very keen eye on. Uh, you know we'll we'll start with the Warriors over here as far as injuries. Kai Bowman's going to be in the G League, uh, and we also have D'Angelo Russell removed from the injury report, and that's kind of why Kai Bowman's going to be back in the G League. So they're expecting Russell to play. Um, and, you know, a barring trade, Curry obviously still out, Clay Thompson and Somaliak all out. So no major injuries right now for the Warriors as far as, uh, you know, guys that they've, they've been playing with. And then looking over on the Brooklyn side of the ball, Joe Harris is expected to be available. Kyrie's still out. Garrett Temple is available. So not a ton of injury news that we can really rely on in this game. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 8,400. If, if he's playing, you know, Great price tag, I think. Great matchup. A little bit of a revenge narrative. Um, I don't, I don't mind going to him. And then, you know, we have to look at the bigs here, though. That's, that's going to be my primary concern. Anytime the Nets are on the board, we need to look at the bigs. I think, you know, Draymond Green, he's just been balling. Uh, as long as he's going to be getting these minutes in the high thirties and competitive games, uh, I have no issues looking at him. He, it's nice because he's forward and guard eligible, so you can, you know, mix and match him in many different ways over here on DK. So sixty-six hundred, he's probably going to be my primary focus. I'm looking at any Warriors by my tier one option. Uh, D'Angelo Russell probably my tier two option. Uh, Marquise Chris, I think, is another solid option. 5,300, again, just another big. Chopping up the minutes, but 5,300, he's kind of hitting that 5X floor on a regular basis. And I think this is kind of a decent spot where you can get that 6 to 7X. Uh, you know, probably more of a cash option in the tournament. Uh, I'd probably look at Draymond more in tournaments just because we know he has that 40 to 50-point upside, especially in this matchup. Uh, that's probably where I'll limit it on, on this side of the ball. You know, Burke's coming off a big game, getting priced up. That was with Russell out, so I probably won't be going back there. Damian Lee, uh, he's been, you know, just a little bit up and down, a little bit more consistent as of late. But, you know, he's priced up, and you're basically looking at, I think, at a 5X ceiling on him at, at this point. And, uh, you know, with nine games, we don't really need to go there. And then uh, Brooklyn side of the ball, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, 8K, he's he's a great he's a great price tag. We know that usage that he gets and the shot attempts that he sees with uh, with Kyrie off the floor coming off a bad game, a pretty big blowout against Phoenix. Still played you know 31 minutes, but shot 412, only 33 percent for the floor, 14 points, which is one of his lowest points that he scored. Uh, you know since uh, I think it was against Detroit, against his former team back on January 25th. So I have no no problem looking at uh, Dinwiddie, probably be my top option. If I'm looking at anybody over here on the Brooklyn side of the ball, Karis LeVert's coming off another big game as well. He shot 10 of 20. So we did see his shot attempts rise. We saw the minutes rise. Um, also was a blowout. So keep that in mind. You know, they were kind of limiting LeVert and keeping him in, in like the doghouse, it seemed like, for the past few games. So definitely a tournament option. Um, 
you know, he he drew that start. So if he, if we're going to see him draw the start again, I would probably have a little bit more confidence. So just keep an eye on that. Starting, if we hear he's going, uh, no problem looking at him at 5,700. That's kind of why I'm looking at Dinwiddie a little bit more in tournaments. I feel like his ownership will be down a little bit, especially with Levert coming off this big game. I think a lot of people are going to go straight back to the well on that one. And listen, it's a fantastic matchup. I'm going to be going back to the well on it too. Um, I'm just going to, you know, I'm a tournament player. And sometimes getting your edge in tournaments where you're talking about guys that, you know, if you're playing those 150 max lineups and uh, I don't ever run out 150 in those, but other people do. And I, I need, still need to get an edge on those people who could take take advantage of running out that many lineups. So it's getting off of the chalk sometimes. I think Levert's going to be pretty chalky on this. So, hey, cash, load up on them. Uh, tournaments, you know, maybe you do a little hedge. Hedge your bet. Go with a lineup where you go with Dinwiddie instead of them. I'm not going to be going to Joe Harris or uh, Torian Prince. Um, I don't knock them. I don't mind them. I'm just not all over them in the spots. I don't think they have tremendous upside. It is a good matchup. I just think, you know, they're fair price tags. I think I'm I'm looking for my value in other spots. And I don't think I need to go to anybody in the front court here. Uh, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, both just shop out the men's. I think they're both fair price tags. They both present solid 5X value. If I had to prefer one, it would be Jordan uh, over Jared Allen. All right, moving on to the fourth game. It's our last 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. We have uh, Orlando Magic traveling to Boston to take on the Celtics. So uh, for the Celtics, you know, the home team, we have Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart. Both those guys were rolled out in the last one. We saw some pretty solid games from Wanamaker, but he didn't draw the start. Uh, he came off the bench. Both those guys are questionable. So uh, we're going to have to monitor the news as far as them, keep an eye on it. You know, if if we happen to see that they're both out, I don't mind looking at a guy like Wanamaker again. He's priced up a little bit though, uh, and I'd, I'd prefer him to be starting than coming off the bench. It's a different matchup. I think he was thirty seven hundred in the last one. So, uh, you know, the more I think about it, the more you know, look at that price tag, I look at the matchup. I would fade him. Actually, never mind. I, I completely changed my tune on him. Uh, I would not touch him. I just not doing it. Uh, Hayward's probable, so uh, I think we can expect him. And he kind of played a little bit of the point guard in that last one that we saw Wanamaker come off the bench. So uh, he finished the game with a nice stat line of 24-7-6. He'd probably be my top option if both those guys are to sit. If, you know, barring um, them playing, if if, let's just say we see both of them play, I probably wouldn't have a lot of interest in in many Celtics. Uh, Just a tough matchup. Orlando plays solid defense, and it's probably going to be a little bit of a lower-scoring game. So... I don't really have a ton of interest. I'd have a little bit more interest in a guy like Hayward if we see both those guys sit, just knowing that he'd probably see uh, a fair amount of point guard. And then looking at the Orlando side of the ball, you already probably know where I'm going to go with this one. It's going to be towards Vucevic. He's probably going to be one of my top center options on on the slate, just knowing that the Celtics get decimated by centers on a regular basis. Uh, Vucevic scored 41 against them earlier in the year in 34 minutes, and I would almost call that a down game, 17-12, and but I think he's capable of a lot bigger game from that gets going against his front court that's been battered uh, they got Kander back but we all know Kander's defense isn't anything that's scaring me away Evan Fournier is back in the starting lineup um you know I mean he played in the last one but he was kind of questionable he's completely off the injury report I guess that's the better way I probably should have said that uh Ken Birch is I believe uh questionable for this one he sat out the last game as well we saw Wes Ubuntu draw the start in his place uh you know West Wound is not a great point, but a guy, I guess he's one of those guys where, you know, if, if he rounds out your lineup and you get a starter out of it and you feel comfortable about it and there's 
sure, why not? You know, occasionally he gets one of those games where he has like three or four steals and all of a sudden he's crushing value. Uh, but he's not somebody I'm, I'm going out of my way to put in there as far as like a primo value play. Mo Bamba coming off a fantastic game in limited minutes. Uh, put up 26.75 DK points in only 12 minutes in that last one, but it's not anything you can rely on. He's basically like a, a block specialist at this point for your season-long leagues, and uh, he's, you know, even the field goal percentage is probably hurting you guys on most nights if you're rostering him. But uh, unless something happens to Vucevic, you, know, you, you really can't depend on a guy like Bamba. And, uh, you know, they're content with kind of limiting his minutes anyway. He's kind of been a little bit injury-prone early in his career. So uh, I, I, I just won't be going there. And I'm not really targeting, you know, anything as far as the wings. I can see taking pivots on Aaron Gordon. That's it. Just knowing that that front court is, you know, the, the weak spot that, you know, that, that chink in that armor for, uh, for, for the Celtics that I'm willing to target. You know, Aaron Gordon uh, struggled, struggled in the first game that he played against them. But, um, you know, that's, that's probably it for me. He's a pivot. I, I much prefer a guy like Vucevic. Uh, but Aaron Gordon's price tag, 6200 it's fair. Mostly that pivot, not a primary focus. So that's it. I guess it's just, uh, you know, for me, it's just going to be Hayward and uh, on, on, on the Boston side if everything goes right as far as injuries over there. And then Vucevic over there in Orlando. Otherwise, I'm not really targeting. But, you know, I say that, and I expect this to be a good game. It's going to be a good overall game. It wouldn't shock me if it stays close. Uh, you know, it could potentially be one of those overtime games, but... Just two very good defenses, two games, two teams that don't need to push the pace, that, that like to control the ball. Uh, not ones I would like to be overexposed to. Moving on out of those 7.30 games. So we're four games down. Uh, moving on to Atlanta and Minnesota. Hawks taking on the Timberwolves at 8 o'clock. But before we jump into that, just another quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag. Head over there and use promo code TODAY. That's T-O-D-A-Y, and they'll give you a 50% match on your deposit of up to $2,000. So whether you deposit $100, they'll give you 50 or if you deposit $2,000, they'll give you $1,000. Uh, it's free money that you can use over there, and they're one of the quickest payouts, and they're just absolutely spectacular. So take advantage of it. Use it in the NBA season, MLB season right around the corner. They have Premier League, a little bit of everything, uh, a little bit of golf. You could you could pretty much even play cards over there now, so they're great. Check them out. And then Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, you guys know I'm, I always got them in my cup. And if you have a minute, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you guys give us a quick rate, review, thumbs up, five stars. It means the world to us. Uh, we're out here just grinding. We got we got seven days a week. There's not another podcast out there that we know is giving you free content seven days a week, uh, the night before, every single night. It's it's kind of our thing now. We we just love doing it, guys. It's it's one. It's just the the comments. Just seeing you guys win this money that we're that we're able to help you with. It's you know me, Coach Miles, Andy. Sometimes we just we text each other on the side, and it's just it's surreal. Uh, we get we get more excited seeing you guys win money than we do when we win money ourselves. And it sounds crazy, and it sounds like something that we just say, but it, it's actually true. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing better than giving, and that's how we feel when we're doing this. So when we see those thumbs up and the five stars, that's kind of like that reassurance that we get that that we're on the right path right here. And that's it's also what keeps it free because it, it allows us to get the sponsors. So um, you know, please keep doing that, guys. It means the world to us. Uh, we're available everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, you name it, we are there. So uh, thank you, and uh, keep it up, man. We're, we're growing. We're growing, and it's all thanks to you guys. So 
Uh, we'll jump right into this next one. I'm just gonna take a quick drink of water because I'm solo and I feel like I haven't stopped moving my mouth in about uh, 15 to 20 minutes. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna just hit a quick pause and then we're gonna jump right into this. Okay, much better. All right, we have the Atlanta Hawks traveling to Minnesota, taking on the Timberwolves. Uh, a few injuries to talk about coming into this one. As uh, as far as the Hawks are concerned, Trey Young looks like he's probable coming in, dealing with that twisted ankle played on it. Uh, this dude's just a warrior, man, especially with his ankles. People could say his ankles are problems, but he just eats these injuries, uh, and it doesn't even phase him. Cam Reddish still dealing with that concussion. He's going to be out. Chandler Parsons is out with after the still, uh, you know, Prayers up to him. Talking about uh, career-ending injuries from that car accident. Jabari Parker is still out with that impingement. Alex Glenn is out dealing with a right hip flexor strain. Uh, Kevin Ware is probable. Bruno Fernando is questionable. DeAndre Hunter is also questionable. Uh, we're going to have to monitor them. And we have DeAndre Bembry is out. So uh, some decent news over there on the Hawks. As far as the Timberwolves, the only thing that we need to look at, Jake Lehman is still out. He's been out for quite some time. And Alan Crabb is doubtful. Uh, and I never need to mention Alan Crabb again after that uh, one disappointing you know, .75 game where he got hurt basically as soon as he stepped onto the court. So we'll start with the away team. Hawks right here uh, coming into this one. Uh, good matchup. We know that the Timberwolves are going to be involved in a little bit of trade rumors. That's not really going to affect anything I have to say about this game. But my top option, probably my top option actually on the slate, if I'm paying up for anybody on this slate, I think I'm paying up for Trey Young. Uh, I want me some Mr. Young, 10-1, you know, injury not really bothering me too much. I'm not really thinking uh, that really slows him down. The guy's just a gamer. Uh, point guards have been just destroying the Timberwolves all season long. Napier uh, isn't really an all-class defender. And Teague, with Teague out of town, it's just, you know, point guards are just coming in there and uh, slicing and dicing them up left and right. So I'll be all over Trey Young at 10-1. I think it's more than a fair price tag. Going to be my top option. Probably won't be going to too much Collins. I think it's a fair spot. I just don't like the price tag on DK, 8.6. He's a little bit priced up, so uh, that's something I'm going to be really going to over there. Uh, you know, and as, as far as, like, uh, Kevin Awarder, I expect him to play as many minutes as he can handle. Uh, coming in the game a little bit dinged up, but 5,900 is fair. I'm going to know I'm going to be getting to a ton of Trey Young. It's not a game I want to just overexpose and just completely stack, so will I get to a ton of them? Uh, probably not. I, I think I'll, I'll end up just kind of just cramming in just mostly a ton of Trey Young, like I said. And by a ton, if I'm running out 20 lineups, I would say I'd probably have about, you know, a good 30 to 35% ownership. And that's a lot uh, when you're talking about, you know, GPPs and the way that most people build. Um, yeah, I'd say probably about 35, maybe even 40. Um, get get some fair. And then, you know, there's going to be minutes spread around between these other rings with all, wings, excuse me, with, um, with all these injuries. Not going to have a ton of exposure. You know, it's just going to be probably sprinkled out between Vince Carter, Travion Graham, Evan Turner. They're all going to get about probably that 18, 15, 20-minute mark. Uh, none of them too appealing for me, though. Uh, it's sliding over to the Minnesota the side of the ball. Uh, we just know this is going to be a spectacular matchup. So the spiraling rumor that we keep hearing is a trade that's involving, whether it's a three-team trade involving Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell. So those are two guys both on this slate tonight that we have to keep an eye on. So, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of limit my exposure to those guys just in case. I mean, this is a good spot for Wiggins. It, you know, made a little bit more sense uh, to maybe limit it in, in the Golden State game because I can still get some decent exposure to Draymond at a fair or cheaper price. Um, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, another guy, just 
I could see stacking this, running it back with both these guys. They're both just fair price tags and fantastic spots. Both did well in this matchup before. Um, you know, I it, it's it's tough. You got to spend up on them, but you know, if the value presents itself and it opens up, I could see getting exposure and then pivoting it to them. You know, you can easily run it back with the guys like those secondary ops. You want to play Towns and you can't afford Trey Young, you can run it back with a guy like Werder and still get decent exposure. Um, and even if you didn't, you know, you can look at other guys that we talked about, like maybe play Collins. Maybe you do want to pay the eighty six hundred. I, I know I'd rather pay um, for for a guy like Trey Young over him, but. Uh, it makes sense if that fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred dollars that you'd be saving from going from Collins to Trey Young or whatever it is makes that difference where your lineup rounds out. I'm I'm all for it. This is a game that we're going to want exposure to. Look at these top guys that we know are going to just keep absorbing all this usage. It makes tons of sense. Uh, Towns hasn't slowed down since he came back from that injury, so uh, all for it if you can afford them. Napier should just get you know the best matchup a point guard can get going against Trey Young statistically him and Isaiah Thomas two worst defenders in the league for the you know past two years uh so I don't mind looking at him he's he routinely kind of put up that 5x value 6300 is a fair price tag and you know we kind of see a little bit of an elevated ceiling knowing that he's going to be going against uh Trey Young like I said um probably about it for me I'm not really going to be going to too much Covington with uh you know Wiggins and Towns in the lineup we've seen his his usage kind of dip back down a little bit he has these up and down games uh 5800 it's fair uh, I'm not going to knock you if you want to look at him in cash but I just don't see that tournament upside for me to have too much interest in him all right we'll keep going uh we got the Cleveland Cavs taking on OKC in the Thunder traveling to OKC uh, got to keep an eye on it. a little bit of injury news. Tristan Thompson sat out that last game. He's going to be listed as questionable in this one with a quadriceps injury. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him sit out this one. Only real injury to keep an, uh, keep an eye on. Ante Zizic is still out. He's been, or I'm sorry, still out. He's dealing with an illness. Uh, so we should see if both those guys are out. A fair amount of usage uh, for our boy Larry Nance Jr. came out and just kind of broke the slate in the last one. Only 5,400, put up 39 DK points, which is pretty chalky. Uh, and it was kind of pretty chalky night overall. We saw a lot of those chalk plays, the Wanamakers, the Bruce Browns, the Larry Nance Juniors, just get it done. And we were able to just load up on our studs, who just crushed as well. Um, but this is going to be a tough game for, for Cleveland, you know, on the road going into OKC. OKC's been rolling. Uh, Cleveland's just basically been trash. You know, Kevin Love has been getting the run, and when he gets the run, we know he can do it. But 8K is a tough price to pay on DK, and this is a tough matchup uh, overall. So um, if they keep this game close, odds are it's probably a lot in due in part of him. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to go there, um, especially knowing that we a lot of people I think are going to be kind of going towards Larry Nance if Tristan Thompson's out a much cheaper price tag, and I, I'd probably do the same. Um, and when I say much cheaper, it's it's not like it's cheap, but Larry Nance playing 42 minutes uh, in that last game. Yes, it was uh, an extended run game, um, but that's that's just the good you know the good graces the aok saying that the coach is fine with him playing big minutes and that's something that we have to feel confident he's a great point per minute guy so 6500 i think uh you know i think it's a little risky as far as uh maybe taking shots at him in tournaments you can't expect you know that huge upside for the point per dollar standpoint like you were getting it for him when he was in the mid fives but i think if you want to look at him in the cash at 6500 i don't mind him i think you know thinking that 30 to 35 point floor it's pretty safe with him uh, if he's going to start if, with Tristan Thompson out. 
And then the only other option I'm probably looking at on this team would probably be like, a, you know, looking at those uh, peripheral wing guys, those tier two guys, maybe a Kevin Porter Jr. at 4,300, knowing he's playing mid 20 minutes. Or if you want to take a look at Seti Osman, uh, you know, he's been playing in the mid 20, came out and played 38 against the Knicks. So I wouldn't mind taking a stab at one of those guys in tournaments, not cash game guys whatsoever. But I'm not going to be looking at Sexton, uh, Garland going against, uh, you know, Shea and. Uh, Chris Paul backcourt but you know on the other side of the ball that's probably where you have to start is the backcourt because you know you hear coach talk about it all the time this Cavs team is just porous they just bleed points to opposing guards so I have no issues looking at Paul Schroeder uh Shea I want one of these guys just about every single one of my lineups um you know I think if, if you're worried about the blowout just play Schroeder I mean even in limited minutes this guy's getting it done he's got at least 40 points over the past three uh, 40 DK points, I'm sorry, over the past three games. He's only 6,700, uh, and he's doing it in limited minutes. You know, 30 minutes in the past two, and 31 against uh, Minnesota. Only game he play, got over, like, you know, 35. Even he played 41 against the Mavs, and even in that game, the, they lost by 10 to the Mavs. So the minutes consistently there for him. He's just been absolutely rock solid. He's averaging 41 over the past four games. So probably my top option, and if I had to back him up, it would be with Shea. Just because of, at the end of the day, OKC should have no problem just handling the Cavs. And if you're looking at one guy that's going to be limited out of those three first, it's going to be Chris Paul. It's going to be the veteran, especially as the All-Star game approaches and All-Star week approaches. That's when you see that uh, some of these uh, you know hurt players or veteran players start to get eased back a little bit or even get a day off just to get some extra rest with that long week coming up. Uh, Adams, uh, you know, fair price, 5600 just been a little bit limited in that mid-20s, and I'm just not going to be paying for him. Not until he drops down a little bit, until it's an appealing, like when he was in that like high fours range. Uh, Gallinari, 66, probably won't be going there either. We'll keep it moving. Uh, now three games left, and now we're going to the 8 o'clock games. This one's an 8.30 game. We have the Memphis Grizzlies uh, traveling to Dallas, take on minor coaches Mavs over here. Uh John Morant and the Grizzlies been in a little bit of the news lately, whether, you know, we got Jay Crowder uh, stealing an imbalance pass, shooting a three, getting pushed by Alfred Payton. Now we got John Morant, uh, you know, chirping back and forth. Dylan Brooks talking about Andre Iguodala. Both those guys got talking about it on Twitter. So, uh, you know, this is a fiery little Memphis squad. They're young. They, they want to be the underdogs, it seems like. They want teams to count them out because they, they're willing to play. So, uh, But, you know, we got to talk about some injury news heading into this one. I do like this game. Jonas Valanciunas is going to be questionable with some right knee soreness. He's just been on a little bit of a burner as of late. Sixty Almost 60 DK points in that last game against Detroit. And it was a low-scoring game on top of it. Only a 96-82 game, and he came out there and put up a DK game like that. So at 26 points, 17 rebounds. No issues looking at him if he's going to be full go. Uh, we know that Dallas team has been pretty porous against other centers, so I'll have no issues. If he's out, though, it's just going to be full-on Brandon Clark for me at 4,900. Uh, knowing him and Jaron Jackson are going to be in that front court, I, I love both these guys. Dallas has not been good against opposing bigs. Uh, both those guys very much in play. Jaron Jackson Jr. might struggle a little bit in this one. I really do like the spot. Um, I would say... You know, maybe proceed with caution in cash games because this could be one of those spots where he finds himself into foul trouble. Going against a guy like Chris Stops, he got four fouls in the game that this two, uh, when these two teams faced earlier in the season, only played 29 minutes. So that's my one fear. If he stays out of foul trouble, I expect him to smash. Um, if he gets into foul trouble, though, you know, it's Brandon Clark is just the guy either way, I think. So 4,900 Clark seems safe, cash or tournaments. There's definitely plenty of upside for him. 
Uh, and then I think I don't even mind looking at John Morant. 6,800, ton of usage, uh, especially if Jonas has to sit out. We, we should just see this guy ball out in this matchup. Great price tag. He didn't get the chance to face them earlier in the season. Uh, but we know that they're they're dealing with plenty of the Mavs, that being them, uh, dealing with plenty of injuries in their backcourt as it is. So it's open. Morant could have a huge game in this one. Uh, I think he's going to be one of my top point guard options. And then, you know, pairing him with Clark, even in the same lineup, I have no problem doing that. So bouncing over to the Mavs, uh, Doncic's still out. Porzingis coming off of, uh, you know, a Mavs historic seat kind of game. One of the first centers, uh, I think, or third player. I, I'm botching my stats here. Third player in Mavs history uh, to have a back-to-back 30, over 35 points and 12 rebounds game. And it was, I think the only other two players were Doncic and uh, Dirk. So after I actually, you know, pooped that stat out of my mouth because I couldn't even say it, and I'm sorry, it's because I got a dry mouth and a, a little bit of a sore throat over here. So when I try to muster this stuff out, I, I just kind of regurgitate it. But, uh, you know, looking at Chris Stops, he's obviously got to be our top option. I got no issues with him. He's probably going to be one of my favorite plays on the slate, especially looking at the forwards. 8300 is more than a fair price tag. He should just continue to just smash with, with uh, Doncic being out and the usage that he's receiving. Offense is basically running through him. The only time we really have to worry about him is if it's a back-to-back and they're not playing again uh, until Friday. So I got no quorums looking uh, at Porzingis at 8300 you know, looking at one of those 10K guys probably in that Minnesota and Atlanta game, pairing them with uh, a guy like Porzingis is two of my foundational core plays where I want to spend up on guys. Seems like the right way to go. Uh, you know, and, and if I want to look at some of those mid-tier guys, we talked about plenty of them. Uh, a couple of the guys over there on Phoenix, a couple of the guys over there, you know, whether it's a Vucevic guy, uh, it's Dinwiddie, there's another AK guy. It's just the mid-tier approach seems like the way to go on this one. And getting three out of those four guys I kind of mentioned is going to be mainly my core success. And I like Brunson. He's going to continue to start. He's going to continue to play big minutes, coming off a down game, only took eight shot attempts. It's really based on matchup. But, you know, looking at when they can take advantage of other point guards, he's aggressive. He, when they played the Hawks, only 27 minutes, took 22 shot attempts. I wonder why. Trey Young. And uh, John Morant's not a real real great defender himself yet either. He's still a you know, small guy, rookie, struggling on defense you know, against uh, you know, savvy veteran guards all season long. And you know, Brunson's not a savvy veteran guard, but he's somebody that knows he could take advantage of a matchup when possible. And I expect him to do the same thing tonight like he did against Atlanta. So 5,800, he's going to be my top guard option. Looking at those other guys, Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming off a big one. I don't mind him, but I prefer Brunson over him. DeLon Wright, still going to probably get those minutes limited. Uh, he, they, they like him in that, you know, that bench role, that utility role. Uh, you know, once in a while, if someone's struggling or gets into foul trouble, uh, we'll see him play 30 off the bench. But, you know, even with Berea and Seth both dinged up, only played 24. So keep an eye on those two guys. I'd have a little bit more confidence in them, but it seems like they're fine with just giving Broke off the 20 minutes that those guys would probably see. So keep an eye on their injuries. Maybe if you want to take a stab at them in tournaments, not cash game worthy. I think Brunson and his price difference and only being 600 kind of makes a difference for me already right there. All right, guys, two games left. Uh, we got a little bit of a rematch going to the next one, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time game. Denver Nuggets uh, traveling to Utah, take on the Jazz. So uh, Nuggets dealing with a few injuries themselves. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. right now has already been ruled 
I'm sorry, my fault. He's questionable, I believe, going into uh, this game. Uh, he's been ruled out for tonight's game that they're playing. So he did not play in tonight's game. Paul Millsap has been uh, ruled out for tonight's game as well. So he's going to be questionable. That news is not going to be available just yet. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I would just consider both these guys to sit out. We're getting too close to the All-Star break to start, you know, rushing back one of their top pro, uh, top prospects, one of their best young players that they have, who's, you know, basically already had to sit out his rookie season due to injury, and one of their best veterans that they have who they want to have healthy for playoffs. So I wouldn't expect them to rush either one of those guys back. Uh, Plumlee is uh, still out as well. So, um, you know, Murray back, that's the positive when we're looking at it. So, I, do I expect him to come back and just play, you know, all these minutes? Uh, no, I expect him to be limited. He, he hasn't played since January 15th, so I wouldn't be going to him. Even at 5,900, expect him. But that kind of takes Morris out of play for us. He's been, you know, seeing solid minutes and 5,400 too much with Murray back. So I won't be looking at him. Uh, it's just going to be basically Barton for me at 6,200. I'm not playing Jokic going against uh, Rudy Gobert. You know, it just doesn't seem like the recipe's for success for me with some other guys. I, you know, I talked about those other two uh, players in that earlier game, over 10K, Trey Young and Carl uh, Anthony Towns, but for both those guys over Jokic. I mean, listen, it, it's it's the, the pivot play, I guess. He's definitely going to have lower ownership. He put up 54 against them in the last one, so he could do it. Don't get me wrong. Just coming off of a massive game against Detroit where he put up a triple-double. Near triple-double in the past two games. So he's in play. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not going to complete fade him, but I just prefer the other two guys. I'll have higher ownership in the other two guys over him. Um, I'd probably just look to get most of my exposure if I'm looking at anybody in this game in the bar. And even then, it's not a must-play. Just a solid option. Uh, did okay in that last game, but he played big minutes. So that's it. Not going to be going to any of the ancillary pieces here. Uh, just not a ton of interest in them. And then sliding over to uh, to Utah, I mean, Conley priced up a little bit at 5,100, but 30 minutes, 20 shot attempts. We're getting back into the groove. Very good game against Portland. Uh, I don't mind looking at him at 5,100. No issues. I think that's a great price tag. I think Mitchell at 71, another fantastic price tag. He struggled in this game. When um, they just played him on the 30th mightily. This is the game he shot 1 for 12. Then he bounced back for a nice 11 for 21 against Portland. So I'm not expecting him to shoot 1 for 12. Gary Harris is a tough defender. He's coming off the bench, though, I think, recently. So uh, keep your eye on that. Um, I would expect him maybe to get bumped back into that starting lineup just to go against Mitchell. That would be my decision. I mean, Craig's also a very good defender. So that's kind of why you don't. I don't like to target too many shooting guards going against Denver. Uh, you know, the price tag for, for Mitchell's fair. But keep in mind, Craig, Mur uh, Craig Murray, and uh, Harris are all very good defenders. So I would say it would probably be more or less a Conley of that 1A, that Tier 1 option. Uh, Mitchell of the Tier 2, both very good price tags. Not going with Bogdanovich. Uh, I won't be going with Gobert in this one either. I think Ingles is a fair price tag at 4900 uh, But it's just not necessary. I don't think the upside is going to be there in this matchup. It's just a tough overall matchup. All right, moving on to the last and final game, late game hammer. Uh, we have the Miami Heat traveling to L.A. to take on the Clippers. So tough game overall when you think about it, but it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, Miami coming off a big win against the Sixers where they kind of just handled them, put in the work, easily just dis dismantled. Uh, it's something about it. You know, they protect their home court, man. They know how to do it. But they're, they're on the road in this one. They're going to be in L.A. Uh, we are, we've seen these two teams play already this season, but uh, 
it's gonna be exciting. I, I'm I'm looking forward. I might stay up and watch this one. I like watching two competitive guys. Like when you see a little bit of Kawhi Leonard on on Jimmy Butler and Paul George and Jimmy Butler, for that being said, all three mightily good competitors, both uh, very good defenders as well. So uh, Jimmy Butler, we'll start with that one. Eighty five hundred, not touching him though. Not going against Paul George. Not going against Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you know, I just talked about it. all three very good defenders, but. Talk about two of the best defenders on the perimeter in the NBA going against Jimmy Butler. All set with there. I'm going to be looking at Bam, though. 8,200 centers just going against the Clippers. We talk about it. There, you know, there's a reason why the Clippers are out there trying to get their hands on another big center. So, uh, you know, played 38 minutes in this matchup earlier in the season, put up 41 DK points. I would expect a higher point total, DK point total, that is, um, you know, if he's playing 38 minutes again. So he'd be my top option. Probably won't be going with too much Kendrick Nunn, knowing that Patrick Beverly is going to be uh, playing some solid defense and healthy again. So uh, that's probably it for me. It's really just going to be a little bit of BAM. If you want to take a shot on Goran Dragic, he's been playing well as of late. I don't mind it. 5,600. A little bit priced up. And then there's Kelly Olenek. I've been mentioning him over the past few weeks, or the past few games, I'm sorry. He's just been solid when he gets the minutes. Coming off a down game against Philly. Uh, but, you know, three games prior to that, at least 20 DK points and all those. And he's only 3,400. He's been playing those mid-20 minutes. So I don't mind him. Uh, and then looking at that uh, Clippers side of the ball, top option I think is uh, for me is going to be Paul George, point per dollar, 8K. That's just too cheap for him. Allows exposure in this late game hammer. Uh, and you just know that's way too cheap for him. He's back to playing at least 30 minutes. We expect that workload to get up a little bit. This game should be competitive. So I think Paul George uh, is just some great, nice mid-tier exposure to to get i mean you know i love getting some nice priced up guys in the late game hammer because you you know when you're going and you're already winning money and you have one of your best players that hasn't played yet it's only going to go up from there uh and then i talked about patrick beverly i think he'd be another solid option i'd be looking at uh you know uh, if i if i wasn't getting exposure to paul george and i still want to look at somebody in this late game i don't think we really need to go to too much more Kawhi leonard is in play don't get me wrong 90 100 fair for him but i just prefer the two thousand dollar savings almost uh sliding down to paul george and that is it so that was all nine games uh you know 45 minutes took me so you know i I thought it would actually be a little bit quicker but i spent a decent amount of time talking about a lot of guys i like i really i'm really into this mid-tier kind of range right now these guys you know 8k range 8200 7800 i want to try to get like three of those guys in there or maybe two of them and and get one of those 10k guys and a couple 5k guys i talked about reggie jackson that i'm into uh we'll see some value open up throughout the night as well conley 51 it's gonna be a fun slate guys i think uh you know i think i, I think i'm gonna get some decent exposure probably max out that 20 entry max that's it that's all i have for you guys i appreciate everybody listening uh, you know, like I said, if you guys have a quick minute, we do uh, we do appreciate the rates and reviews, the five stars that we see on iTunes and uh, the comments on YouTube and every, everything that you guys are doing for us. So, you know, the way that this podcast has grown over the past you know six months since we started during Summer League, uh, even yes, we did Summer League, we did the Olympics, we did everything. And that's the, the cool thing about this podcast is that we do cover absolutely every basketball related or NBA related event. Uh, if if you could do a DFS on it, we are covering it. it. Whether it's a showdown slate or a 12 game slate, we have it covered, uh, and it's all due to our fantastic hosts that we have over here. So you know, again, please give us all a follow. You can find me at Mike Patria, M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. 
You can find Andrew at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. And you can find uh, Miles at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. So those are the hosts. You can always catch us on Twitter. You know, shoot us messages, DMs, whatever it may be, whether it's lineup help, uh, questions regarding the slate, who might be getting more minutes, who might be getting more usage. If we see it, we'll try to get to it. We get a lot of questions. We get a lot to do, especially, you know, crunch time. We're sometimes doing our own lineups and adjusting at the last minute. So, uh, you know, if we can't get one of us, you might be able to get the other of us. And, you know, you, there's always action going on in our forums. And that's Andy over there, Gallagher, just absolutely slaying it over there, crushing the forum. So you can always get us in there as well. So many avenues, many avenues for the help. And we're always there for you guys. So take advantage of it abuse and use us that's what we're here for all right guys next show will be on tomorrow night again i'll be with uh i'll be with andrew we'll be doing our back-to-back nights i uh, you know i always miss andrew we do those back-to-back nights and then it's five days me and coach usually bitter matter back and forth so getting back to the common collective andrew to kind of ease ease me into the weekend (laughs) so uh, i'll catch you guys tomorrow uh we'll, we'll be breaking down that one i'm looking forward to it Uh, As always, though, let's crush it, and good luck, guys. Take care. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.